Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning and welcome to the Tanya portion of the 8th of Adar Aleph, the 8th day of the first Adar, 121-122. Today's chapter is the entire Pedic Chavches, the entire chapter 28. This is the third chapter in the series of chapters on depression. So here the Alter Rebbe goes on to continue from the previous chapter. The previous chapter we talked about temptations which enter into the mind of a Jew in his daily day in his day-to-day life. Now he says even if these thoughts of desire and other alien thoughts enter into his heart, during his service to God, he's in the middle of Torah study, and he gets these strange thoughts of desire to sin. He's in the middle of prayer, he's focusing with full intent, and suddenly he gets this strange thought to sin. Al Yoshis Let him not pay attention to these thoughts. Don't even deal with them. Don't fight with them. Don't battle with them. Immediately change the subject. Just remove his focus from them. Now the Altareb is going to address something which is actually brought down in the books of Kabbalah. It's brought down in the books of Kabbalah that a true tzaddik one who is really a tzaddik, who has eradicated any evil from within him, when this true tzaddik suddenly has a thought of sin, how does sin come to a tzaddik? The answer is it's not his thought. It must be someone else's that fell into his thought process. What should the tzaddik do? Elevate that negative thought into the positive. So if it's a sin that has to do, for example, with an inappropriate love, let him focus on his love of God, and that will elevate the emotive attribute of love. That's just an example. The problem, says the Alter Rebbe, is that that suggestion in the teachings of Kabbalah was only made for true tzaddikim, who don't have negative thoughts of their own. But when a person who is not a true tzaddik thinks that that which enters into his heart, that desire to sin, is someone else's thought and it's really his thought, he can get into a lot of trouble. Let's look inside. The gam and furthermore, al to let him not be a fool. La sake to engage, to occupy himself, be ha'alos hamidis, by elevating the character traits of the alien thought, as we know, as I just explained in my introduction. That would be a mistake. Because those words were only stated in the teachings of Kabbalah, referring to Ella only Litzadikim, to real great Tzadikim, in whose heart there never falls their own alien thoughts. A true tzaddik, if he has an alien thought, it must be someone else's 
which he was given the opportunity to cleanse and elevate. Abel, however, when it comes to everyday people, to non-Sadic people, if someone has his own negative alien thought enter into his heart, where does that thought come from? From the evil or negativity in his own heart. In his own passion center, represented by the left ventricle of the heart. How can he elevate this negative thought on high? If he himself is tied below, because he himself is far from a tzaddik. There's a beautiful, famous Hasidic story told about the great tzaddik, one of the great Hasidic masters of old, Rabbi Meir of Primishlan. He was known as Reb Meirul Primishlaner. He was a great tzaddik. And Reb Meir lived in Primishlan, the name of his city. And he would go from his house every morning. He would go to immerse in the mikveh, in the body of water, which he would immerse in to purify himself in preparation for prayer. Immersion in the mikveh. This mikveh was at the top of a very steep hill, a little mountain. And he would climb up the mountain and then go back down from the mountain, this, this hill. Now, when the dead of winter came and there was ice and snow and sleet, as people would approach that mikveh, they would take the long way around to avoid that steep hill. Because if they went up or down that steep hill, they would fall and really hurt themselves. Only the tzaddik Reb Meir, only he was able to, in the dead of winter, with the snow and the sleet and the sheets of ice, walk right up the hill, immerse in the mikveh, walk right down. So there were some really bad guys one day who came to town and they said, listen, if Reb Meir can do it, we can do it. I guess they said they'll wear cleats. So they went with their full bravado, with chutzpah, and they showed that Reb Meir was nothing. They could do it as well. Anyway, they climbed up the hill, and before you know it, they slipped, and they ended up in the emergency room. Broken bones. It was unbelievable. It was a mess. It was a disaster. They came to Reb Meir, and they said, let us ask you a question. How do you do this? We are younger than you. We're stronger than you. We climbed up, and we got seriously hurt. How do you manage to do it? You're not exactly in great shape. So he said in his Yiddish accent, he says, When we are bound on high, when we're bound to on high, we don't slip and fall down below. Meirel, he referred to himself as Meirel, is tied to the heavens on high so he doesn't fall down. That was his answer, meaning that uh, it was a spiritual trick, not, not, not a trick of gymnastics. Why do I tell this story? Because a true tzaddik is bound on high, and therefore he doesn't slip down. 
But if we who are not bound on high venture into dangerous areas, we could really fall. Therefore, only a tzaddik can try and elevate these negative thoughts. Back to the subject matter. Let me say a bracha. Baruch Adenoi Eleheinu Melech Ha'elam Sha'akal Ah, however, nevertheless, despite the fact that we've come to the conclusion that for the average one of us, it's our own negative thoughts, and here we are studying Torah, and here we are focusing deep with Kabbani in prayer, and suddenly we get one of these thoughts. Let one's heart not fall, let him not be crestfallen within him. That he should become depressed from this. Nivze, he should become, feel insulted and worthless. At the time of service. Why? Because when a Jew is in service to Hashem, in Torah study or prayer, one must be in a state of jubilation, of great joy. How can we be in a state of joy? When we ask ourselves, after so much Torah and so much prayer, I'm still getting these crazy thoughts. On the contrary, let the fact that this thought fell into his mind now, let it strengthen him even more. And let it contribute, strength. Let him apply his full strength with all of every bit of his energy. To have the focus of prayer. With a renewed sense of joy. By setting, by taking to heart. That the fact that this strange alien thought entered into his heart or mind. That thought is not from his essence. It comes from the husk and shell of negativity, in the left ventricle of his heart. This is the passion center, which we call the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination. Which wages war, with someone who is a non-Sadik. A non-Sadik, a Benini, has an evil inclination, and this evil inclination wages war with the godly soul. So there are two Opposing energies, as we learned earlier. Ule'om mil'om yemot. There's an eternal battle within the heart of every single human being between the good and the negative energies. So therefore, instead of becoming crestfallen and depressed, that just at the heights of Torah study and just at the heights of prayer, at that moment I got a negative, sinful Thought, on the contrary, it should be a message he's going to say now that your Torah study and your prayer is on the right track. Why is that? The Neida we know, that the way of those who wage war with each other, or the mode, the common uh, event which takes place between Two people who are wrestling each other, a wrestling match, which is the imagery the author invoked earlier. 
When one of the opponents suddenly becomes strong and he's getting the better of the other guy, what does the other guy do? He comes back with a super strength. The opponent comes back with added vigor. To try and overtake and overcome as well. With every fiber of strength. So therefore, just as this person was engaging in wholesome, spiritual, true Torah study or prayer, the negative energy says, I can't tolerate this. I'm going to come with a one-two punch. And he says, how about focusing on this desire, this temptation? That's the one-two punch. And therefore, when the godly soul become strengthened and is powerful. To pray, for example, when a person is focusing on intense, devout prayer, as I then, also, the husk and shell of negativity, becomes strengthened, opposite it, to do everything it can to confound and to confuse Ullaha Pilon to cause the godly soul to fall with its alien thought. So this is a planned attack. You think you're such a tzaddik? Take this one. And here, these very important words, the Altarebbe says now, not like the error, like the mistake that the world makes. Shetayim, they error, lehechiach, to prove. Minefilas hamachshavazora, from the fact that a person in the midst of prayer has an alien thought of sin. Miklal, this proves, sheint filosom klum, that their prayer is worthless. Sheilu hispalal koroi, because they argue that if this person would be properly engaged in prayer, venochin, if it was an upright, Correct prayer. These alien thoughts would never enter into their minds. The fact that they do means it's not a sincere prayer, says the Alter Rebbe. Nothing could be farther than the truth. Their words would be true and correct. If there was only one energy, one soul, the soul which prays, and the same soul thinks and meditates these negative thoughts and desires. Therefore, what would we say to this person who on the one hand is engaged in prayer, on the other hand is filled with negative desires? I think there's one word we would use in our world. We would call him a hypocrite. We would say you're filled with hypocrisy. You're insincere. You're a hypocrite. Here you are, you have your talus on your head, and you're praying, and on the other hand, we know the thought that just entered into your heart. That would be true if the person had only one soul. The truth of the matter is that there are two conflicting energies waging a war within us constantly, and therefore the word hypocrite is inappropriate. It's a battle, it's a war, it's a war zone. In truth, they are two souls, battling with one another, in the 
thought process in the intellect, in the brain of man, call achas, each of these souls, its will and desire is, lim shall be to rule over man. And that the brain be mimula filled, mimena of it, from it, levada exclusively. Everyone wants exclusive reign and rule. So therefore, all the thoughts of Torah, all the thoughts of fear of Hashem, comes from the godly soul. All worldly desires and thoughts, has come from the animal soul. However, the godly soul energizes the person and the animal soul. So therefore, the Alter Rebbe says, let me give you an analogy of what's going on here. Don't begin to feel hypocritical. That's bad. Who this would be, Kim Marshall, using the imagery of Adam, of a man, Hamispal Bikavana, who is standing and praying with great focus, great Kavana. Omed and opposite him, this imagery is actually described by the Baal Shem Tov in Tzavos Aribosh, and the Alter Rebbe addresses it later in the Igeras HaKodesh section, letter 25. Opposite him stands Eved Gilulim, a pagan idolater, a gangbanger pagan idolater, Rosha, a very wicked fellow, Umasiach, he's not threatening him, but he's making him crazy, and he's talking, Umadabarim, and he's hucking a chinik, you don't know what hacking a chinik means. It's very difficult to translate. The direct translation would be banging a tea kettle, but it doesn't tell you anything. Hacking a chinik tells you. In order to confuse him, and the guy is dancing around saying, nah, 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 nah. What would you counsel him? Surely this is the, the, the counsel. Just ignore him. Tune him out. Shut him out. Don't respond. Don't get into debate with him. And just to become like a deaf man, tune out that sound. Like a deaf man who doesn't hear. To fulfill the verse, don't answer a fool in his foolishness, lest you become a fool. You know, if you mud wrestle, you become filled with mud. Why should you become filled with mud? Why don't you sidestep? Or as a very wise man has said, the road of life is too long and too wide to get off and step on cockroaches. You don't have to step on every cockroach, you see. Keep moving towards your goal. Lest you become sullied like him. So also in this case, the best thing is not to respond whatsoever. Don't get into debate with this thought, alien thought within one's heart and mind. Because there is a rule, one who wrestles in maneuver with someone who is filthy, if you wrestle with someone caked in mud, Miss Novel Gomkin, whether you win or you lose, you're going to be caked with mud. 
Therefore, don't engage. Rak, however, Yas Atzmi should make himself as if he doesn't know, and he doesn't hear, the thoughts, which fall into his own mind, which fell into his mind, and remove them from his conscious focus. And he should add even greater strength, to the power and energy of his focus. This is what he should do. Hypocrisy, there is no hypocrisy. There are two opposing energies battling. The best way is just don't address that energy. And here, in conclusion, the Alter Rebbe says, What if it's really difficult to remove these thoughts from his mind? Because they're really making him crazy with a bunch of energy. As I then, the final solution would be, the best idea would be, if, in all, if all else fe- fails, Yash he should humbly pour his soul down, out before Hashem, and he should plead with Hashem, in his own mind, to have compassion upon him, with God's abundant compassion, as we say in the prayers, Kirachim of Albonim, like a father has compassion upon his children, Hanim Shochem, which flow Mimeche from his brain. And exactly so, Yerachem Hashem, Hashem will have compassion on Napshe upon his soul, Hanim Shechas Mita Yisbarach, which flows from him, Lahatsila, to save it, Mimayim Hazidenim, from the turbulent Raging waters, and for his own sake, he will do it because a Jew. We are all extensions of Hashem. Because Hashem's people are literally a part of him. And therefore, worst comes to worst, worst case scenario, plead with Hashem to give you that extra bounce to be able to overcome this opponent of this negative thought, end of today's Tanya chapter.